Welcome to the Retirement Evolved Podcast with certified financial fiduciary, Adam Bruno. And my good friend, Bill Seller, who we can't do this without. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good, Bill. How you doing? Great. Great. Always look forward to our time together every week so we can uh, just kind of chew it up a little bit and uh, let people know what's going on when they're thinking about retirement and some other things that they may not have thought they needed to know, but by gosh, we're going <laughs> to... And they probably didn't need to know, but gosh, it was fun hearing it. Anyway. Yeah, but we're going to bring it up anyway, so there yeah. you go. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, and thank you, of course, for listening to the Retirement Evolved podcast with certified financial fiduciary and private wealth manager, Adam Bruno. Uh, founder, president, CEO of Evolution Retirement Services, and uh, just a just a general good guy all the way around. And that's why oh, I like thanks, hanging out bro. with him every week. And you're such a good guy. If you uh, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more of it, to make sure that you know when these pop up, please go ahead and hit subscribe, like, follow. Uh, whichever button you have on your podcast player there, that would do both of us a lot of good. Well, Bill, I think we need to jump in there and just say, if you are listening, we know how hard it was to get to the spot where you could listen. Because old folks like me and Bill, they say subscribe, you know, <laughs> screen, what is it, stream this, stream that. I, I have no idea what they're yeah. talking about, Bill. Yeah, I did. I subscribed and I kept waiting for my, my podcast magazine every week. And uh, ah! it wasn't it wasn't coming, so I realized what That's was going on. That's not what they were talking That's about. That's why I figured that out. There is, so. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh man. So I got I got a couple of ways to start this week and I've decided to go with uh the woes and the troubles of Elon Musk. Oh boy. Yeah, you know, he's no longer the world's richest man. <laughs> Sadly, since he made his offer to buy Twitter back in April, Tesla stock took a went down about what, 50%? Yep, yep. And now he's only worth a hair under two hundred billion dollars. Billion with a B. Yes, boy. Yes, okay. and uh, so I'm, I, you know, I'm not sure how a guy's supposed to get by in today's world with just two hundred billion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, with inflation, you know what the insurance costs on a on a Model X rocket or whatever it is. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it's astronomical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm bummed. There it is. There, the there double there tap. Yeah. We got the double tap. On Thank that. you very much. But yeah. uh, right now, the uh, that means that the richest man is Bernard Arnault. Uh, Arnaud, as I think it's how you pronounce it, Arnaud, actually. Arnaud, yeah. Yeah, the chairman of uh, a French conglomerate called LVMH, which uh, now holds and owns 75 luxury brands, including Tiffany, Christian Dior, Sephora, and all those weird perfume commercials that don't ever make any sense. And so, don't forget Moet. Uh, Moet. Moet. The, the, the champagne. The champagne, that's right. Moet Chandon. Yeah. And Hennessy. Oh, and Hennessy, well. Yeah. Well, he's not a bad guy after all, then. If he's got- no, no. You know, I, last time I tried to drink Hennessy, it burned through my paper cup. I don't get what was going on. <laughs> Careful, man. Holy cow. Yeah, but I just thought that we'd take a moment here to a uh, little moment of silence for the financial downfall of Elon Musk to under $200 billion. Well, you know what I want to bring up about Elon? Um, I know you can take him or leave him. My experiences have been, if this guy ends up without a penny in his pocket, but was able to change the world in some way that that's literally his mission is to change this world. Um, so you got to respect that kind of passion, right? I mean, you know, this whole talk about money, the guy still, I mean, the guy doesn't buy anything. He lives on people's couches. He doesn't have, I mean, he could care less about spending money. I think the, 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 the jet or whatever was, the, the thing that kind of tipped it over the edge because you hear everybody tracking his jet, right? Well, the only reason he has a jet is because he thinks of the time as being so valuable, he doesn't want to waste any time throughout the day. So that kind of that kind of dedication, man, I don't know. That to me that's 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 something. Oh, it is. And he's he will history will see him 
as as a genius, right? And and, and right. as somebody who tried to change the world. Look, how do how do what are the stories you hear about people like Da Vinci and Einstein, right? Right. And, and uh, Edison. They all everybody thought they were all crazy, right, right. at the time. But then nuts. Then yeah. where would we where would we be without them, right? So yeah, I don't I don't really bring up Edison that much, and I live in Lee County in Florida. Um, but you know, I I think of Tesla. You know, Tesla well, is the one who really. Didn't, and that's kind of why Elon named named it Tesla, right? I, I mean, Tesla's like the the guy that did everything. I, well, I mean, there'll never be another one of him. All right, right? fine. So, so we'll call Edison a marketing genius. Okay, he was a marketing <laughs> genius. Edison was Edison was a genius architecture guy. He could he could see the whole plan. He could put it together. He just never acknowledged the team behind him that helped him. Right? I mean, well, that was the whole thing. That just simply wasn't done back then. That's right. All. Exactly. He took all the credit. There you go. There so, you go. You know, when we're talking about Elon, you know, something that I, that I've found fascinating is this whole idea of, you know, the, the chip that he's talking about that, mm-hmm. that goes in your brain. Have you heard about this? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Kurt and Warren about this and, and they said, man, this is kind of crazy. He's guaranteeing people that are blind will be able to see and people that are paralyzed will be able to walk with this chip right now of course you know we that's when kurt says yeah but think about it it's supposed to be a real dangerous surgery you know in my mind though like if, if i've got a shot to to walk again i mean how how many people are going to take him up on that even if it is dangerous you know well, what i mean yeah and of course then the other the flip side of that always is okay who gets a hold of this chip and makes it do other things right right, that, that, right. You know, what's the old line in all those bad movies if you could only use your genius for good instead of evil right Right, uh, and right. that's what that's what he's doing. But the risk of that is that somebody will get the technology and you know start doing other things. But I found that fascinating. I, I know the article you're talking about, and I mean, can you imagine having something implanted in you that that suddenly can make you see if you've never seen before? That would just I I, I can't even comprehend it. Well, it really, most of the think about neurological disorders and things like that with with a chip like that to just be able to recreate to to be able to to correct those paths in your brain or to correct that type of chemistry in your brain uh, i mean you you talk about a fact that quality of life wise now how many people does that impact and not only that you know i know there was a lot of talk about the chip being able to eventually download your consciousness and you can find another biological vessel to put your consciousness in. I'm, I'm, it, just because you could do that doesn't mean that that's what people are going to do. I, you know what I mean? So they're, they're taking it really to the extreme with this stuff. So yeah. I, I'm fascinated. Now think about it like this, little Bill. I know when I was a little kid and I was jumping on the back of my bike like the Lone Ranger because that was my hero <laughs> growing up. And I'm old. I'm an old soul because I'm only 41. Right. But wow, I, okay. I love the Lone Ranger. I love Zorro. I love the Westerns. Um, you know, I was never jumping on the back of my bike thinking, man, I'm going to have a chip one day and I'm going to live forever. And I'm going to, I mean, could you imagine, I mean, not even science fiction movies really came up with this stuff where you put a chip in your head and you can walk again. I I mean, just think of the times we're living in. It's crazy. It's crazy. And and you know, I have seen the movie though about your, your memory forever. I think that was iRobot, wasn't it? Right, right. (laughs) iRobot. Yeah. (laughs) Or or an episode of Star Trek. I can't remember which. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it is crazy. It is crazy the times we're in. And is is it just me or does it seem as though technology was moving along and moving along and then bam, about 20 years ago, it just explodes and it's just coming at you faster than ever. Well, if you're a conspiracy theorist, um, look at how far technology came along after the Roswell crash, right? The, the the weather balloon incident. Look look about look at how far we went. I mean, there are just the chips that we have, yeah. just what we're capable yeah. of. You're telling me we learned all that in just a thirty or a forty year period? Come on now. It took us hundred and twenty years to go from the the 
you know, the covered wagon to the electric <laughs> to the to the regular car, gas operated car. Yeah. But somehow we can go from that to this in forty years. It's crazy. Well, from playing on Zoltar, uh, that's our. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we got the technology out in, right, Ros- right. in Roswell, New Mexico. But you know, I'm not supposed to talk about that. I've, I've got paper here that says not. You've to got, do that not anymore. To be, got a non-disclosure agreement that we all signed yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's funny because you know, can you imagine how confusing this world is for the retirees right now? No, with this technology. Yeah, I mean, it's it's look. My mom and dad passed away a couple of years ago, and and they they had the. Uh, Gosh, I can't even think of what it is now, right? The phone, it, it was still the flip phone with the big numbers, right? Just because it was right. easy to use. And right. She had trouble checking her voicemail. And, and, and my mom was 80 when she passed away, and that was six years ago. So I can't imagine even today. The, the world's changed already so much in the last six years. Um, but, yeah, it, it is. It's, it's crazy. And, you know, what we're going through right now is making a lot of us crazy, especially uh, checking our 401ks. I was reading this article the other day that – you know, because of everything that's going on with the stock market and everything that's happening in the world right now, apparently um, it's affected the way many of us deal with our investments, like obsessively checking our 401ks. And our own Cheryl White explains a little more about what I'm talking about. How often are you logging on just to see what's happening with your 401k or other investments? According to Nationwide's 8th Annual Advisor Authority Survey, nearly half of investors who are not yet retired are checking their retirement account balances more than three times a week. And here's why. More than 50% of those pre-retirees surveyed said they are terrified about their financial future. And that, in turn, has led to rethinking or even postponing their retirement. I'm Cheryl White. You know, now, as a financial advisor, how do you address this kind of anxiety with folks? Uh, because, really, you can look at it all you want, but what, what are we doing to control it other than having already met with you and put a plan in place? Well, so what I like to remind people of, it, it's always it's going to come down to age. It always will. She didn't really necessarily say, she just said investors who are not yet retired are checking their Mm -hmm. retirement account balances. I think that's just one of those wonderful things about technology. I know I check my wife's, uh, I check her stuff from UPS at least weekly just to see how it is. I don't check it three times a week, but I check it weekly. And I think some of that comes down to just feeling the comfort in an environment now where everywhere we're losing all this money. You know, seeing how it affects your money is always going to be at the top of your mind. What I would tell people who are not yet even close to retirement who are doing this, though, you know, you have years still. This is what the market does. I would go back to 2008. I would say, look, everything was horrible in 2008, right? But it only took us a couple of years. It didn't take us 30 years to recover. It only took us a couple of years. So if you still have 10 or 15 years of work in you, I wouldn't worry so much about it. I would just I would just live your life and enjoy it, you know? Um, but for people that are, you know, the people that I sit with, the retirees, they're checking their accounts daily all the time because they're a little bit concerned about, you know, what's going on with the investments. And before they met with me, you know, they're checking them so much. But then after we, we get together, we kind of take the day-to-day operation out of it for them. They're still the C, they're still the CEO, right? But we're the CFO now. We've connected them with the correct teams the correct management teams. So the day-to-day operation is kind of taken away from it. And now we have a goal, right? And that's the difference. You know, everybody that looks at these account balances and how high they are, they're only worried about the performance. What you have to think about is how is this going to affect my goals in retirement? 
How's this going to affect my lifestyle? Those are the things that we really should look at, not what percent am I down right now? Because the percentage is really irrelevant when you're talking about your lifestyle. Are you, you are you going to have enough to do this, right, or do that? So that's the important thing. Yeah, and and you know, I, I I'm not one of those to to log in every day and take a look at it because frankly, I just know that right now is not a good time to do that <laughs> as far as my retirement money goes. Uh, just because it is affected by everything in the world that I, I have no control over. So, uh, yeah, I think sometimes, you know, you can't not know what's happening, right? You've got to stay educated. You've got to understand where your money is and how it's working for you. But I think to check it every day is almost, um, I don't know if that's healthy or not, you know? I would agree 100% with you. I mean, talk about healthy. Uh, you're, you're really putting yourself through the ringer when you're checking and checking and checking, and it's not looking any better. And it probably won't look any better this year. It's yeah. not going to be good. Yeah. And I hate to laugh, but when we think about it in a simple way, uh, it's just why drive yourself crazy? Well, yeah. You know, it's, it's not going to change. You have no control over it. Well, listen, man, we have to laugh or, or we'll cry. <laughs> that's just the point that we're in right oh, now. Oh, all that's, the time. That's where we are right now. So, But, you know, I, I was also reading an article and it kind of brought up this question, right? And, and instead of worrying so much about what we could be losing, maybe we should be thinking more about what we could be earning. Uh, I think I read this in the Wall Street Journal reporting that since uh, 2019, Americans have lost about $3 billion in savings account interest by basically not paying attention. So maybe I'm doing it the wrong way. Maybe I should pay more attention. What, what are we missing here? Well, they could be talking about obviously went through high periods of inflation here, because if you leave it in your savings account, you're losing anywhere from seven to nine percent per year in purchasing power. So that's a big chunk. I mean, think about all the money that was in savings this year. I think we've talked about this on another podcast. This is one of the last two years, one of the biggest shift to cash that we've seen in a long time. Right. So you know, I, I think there's a lot of merit in that argument. Uh, obviously, if you're keeping cash too long and you're just you're you can't you can't win if you don't play. If you're not in the game, you can't do anything, right? So if you just keep it on the sidelines, nothing's going to happen. We're just going to eventually lose. You, you know, the shark who doesn't swim dies, right? Drowns. Yeah. So that's kind of my take on that. Yeah, and there's this guy named uh, Gary Zimmerman. I guess he, he's the CEO of a company called Max My Interest. And what they do is they specialize in moving people's deposits between the nation's, between the uh, the highest yielding savings accounts. And so they just pe- move people's money around for them and right. they get paid for it. You know, And some customers right. just aren't right. aware of how much money they could make by switching, he said. And others just that's don't care. That's absolutely true. And he's written some good articles. That, so that's what I was just going to say. Some people just don't care, right? You just, you're just scared. And it's just that fear really freezes you up and you don't know what to do. But I will say this. Gary Zimmerman's written some wonderful articles, um, good resources. I'm happy you brought them up. And you're absolutely right. People just don't realize it. There's another bank here, uh, Finemark Bank. And everybody talks about having cash and not and being scared of having so much cash in the bank because of the FDIC insurance. Well, they actually have a way to spread your money around so that you still see all of the money you have, but now every penny of it is insured, no matter how much you have with them. So those are things that people don't think about either that are, and, and Fine Mark's a great organization. I'm not crazy about them, you know, from an investment standpoint, but from that standpoint, they, they do a great job with their clients' money. Well, then I guess, you know, the, the main the main thing is that we should all pretty much keep an eye on our money, but just not every day so we don't go crazy, I guess is what you're saying. <laughs> that's the best way to look at it. So I you do know, wanna... Bill, you can't. I'll tell you what, that's a, that's a great point. But the reality is when the retirees, they're not that way at all, man. They don't have they don't have a job to go to that they've been working at for 40 years anymore. It takes them a while to, to, to make that transition of, okay, I don't have to look at it every day. I still have enough. 
I'm okay. <laughs> so it does take a little while. It's just a mental thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to ask you about something because I, first of all, I can't believe we're, we're smack dab in the middle of holiday season and you know, Christmas is just around the corner. Uh, I got to ask you about something that I've been hearing a lot about lately. And I don't know that I've ever heard this phrase and that is whether or not there is a Santa rally on the way. Uh, what does that mean? What are they talking about? <laughs> what is, I've never heard that before. <clears throat> The Santa rally is, <laughs> okay, listen, I believe in Santa Claus. I believe in the Santa rally. Uh, the Santa rally is something that happens every year in the market, right right around the holidays or after the holidays. We have this little rally for a point of time in the market. Um, and it's it's very consistent. When you track it back in history, it's happened multiple times and like clockwork. But um, what, the, what the argument is this year is, is there going to be a Santa rally because of the way the market's been? Um, you know, if we base it off the, the regular criteria that Santa rallies are based off of, and some of that is the, is, you know, the, the holiday spending, some of that's going to be the income for the, the GDP, all that fun stuff. Everything looks good around the holidays because everyone is spending so much money. So it, it creates this nice little rally in the stock market. Now, whether we have one or not, you know, for me, I don't, I don't spend time hyper-focused on it because our families are, are diversified in their strategies. So it doesn't matter if we have a rally. That might affect, you know, 10% of their money if we have a rally, right? So um, for me, I, I, I like it because I've always liked the name of it. I w- I've always been fascinated by it. And if you're fascinated by numbers and things like that and trends, that's something that you, you can have some fun with, the Santa rally. So that's really what people are arguing about now in the industry. Well, we can't have one based on this, this, and this. No, no, we're still going to have one because these numbers are the – so it'll be interesting to see whether we actually have a Santa rally. Um, I think you probably have a better shot this year of having a Santa rally if you leave the milk and cookies out at the table, <laughs> and then you might have a rally. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god santa here i know him i know him <laughs> i know him i love that part of that movie i love that well yeah you know, and, and i guess yep. that that does like you said it all comes because of the spending that happens around the holidays right that's what i was thinking anyway when you track it all back we can use all these fancy terms and all these financial wizards can scuff and guffaw at me for saying it but there's more money being spent. And when there's smoke, there's fire, right? When you spend more money, it makes everything look good, right? right. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. I mean, it just seems to make sense to me. Now I understand the phrase, uh, but I didn't know what it was when I asked you. And this is one of the reasons <laughs> I love talking to you every week, because I do leave here learning something. Like I said, whether, right. whether well, I wanted to or not, I often do. <laughs> well, that's that's the plan. And Kurt does have, you know, it's funny. Kurt has his whole thoughts on what a Santa rally is. It really takes the holiday joy out of it, though. It's so cold and calculated when yeah. he talks about it. Yeah. So, I mean, the members of the team here, they'll talk about it a lot different than me. I like talking to it just like I'm talking to you, right? I, <laughs> I don't want to spend time, like, browbeating you with numbers. and uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. Let's have a little cheer to it. Leave out the milk and cookies, and the Santa rally's coming this year. There you go. That And I think that's a great way to wrap things up on a positive Santa note, man. Let, let's just go out on top today. How about that? Oh. There were a lot of good holiday things out there right now this year. They had a they had a sequel to the Christmas Story movie. Yeah, did you I see a that? Couple of, I didn't see it yet. I'm going to watch it. You know, um, I, no, I, no spoilers here. I did watch it, and I got to tell you, a lot better than I expected. Well done, huh? Well, that's all yeah. I care about. I care if it's yeah. well done. You know, I don't it, have to love it. But. It's, it's got enough of the nostalgia to you know of the original and. Uh, it's just, I'm not going to say anything because it's, it's hard not to spoil it, but it was well done. If you enjoyed the original movie, I think you'll like this one. Oh, I watched the original movie at least five or six times yep. over the holidays because I love it so much. You know, my all-time, one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies, though, I got to tell you. Don't tell me it's Die Hard. 
Yes, no. it is. It's Die Hard. It's one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. Is it a Christmas movie? That's the debate. Well, everybody's well. When they did that roast with Bruce Willis, where everybody was making fun of him, he one of the one of the things he said at the end is Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. See, there you and go. He was, but that was just satire. He was being sarcastic when he said that. So he definitely. I mean, honestly, come on. Oh. It is a great movie to watch at the holidays, especially with how far cinema has come. And you see this now, and you're like, oh wow, you just just a good old fashioned. You know, action movie at the holidays. Oh, yes. Yeah. We've been hanging out too much. I, I got you figured out already. So. It's one of my favorites. I am going to go see. I'm going to take my daughter because my daughter likes those. Uh, she likes those hack and slash horror movies, and I never go to see them with her. Uh, but I did tell her I would go see that uh, Violent Night movie. Oh, yeah, the new one, Violent Night. Yeah, that yeah. one. I'm going to go see that with her because I can handle that. That looked yeah. like it was going to be okay. And, you know, that's the guy, the Santa in that movie. He's That's the sheriff from Stranger Things. From Stranger Things, right. Yeah, yeah I saw that, yeah. So that's yeah, quite a so. switch for him. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I want to say, though, is I, I hope I said it enough the last few times. I've been on the news a few times talking about this now. Um, I don't think I have to say it to our retirees. I should be telling them they should be spending a little bit more money this holiday season instead of because usually they they don't want to spend money. But people the, in this holiday season, you don't want to go out there and right now with interest rates the way they are, do not spend a ton of money on credit cards that you aren't going to pay off right away and things like that. I just hope everybody understands that because from what I understand, we aren't just getting the retirees that are listening to our podcast. We're actually getting a little bit of everything now. But don't go out there and and spend you know, $20,000 on your credit card to have this amazing Christmas and go into the new year owing somebody 20%, uh, well, even shoot 23% on your $20,000 now. So just be yeah. careful this holiday season with your spending. You know, remember that the, the spirit of the holidays is not, hey, what did I get this year? It's, hey, we're actually together. And trust me, if you know my mother, that's that's a that's a strong strong statement, you know, because she's my mother. I love her to death, but wow, she's a little ornery in her old age. So, and I still make sure she's here with my stepfather, and we're all together at the holidays and stuff. But um, really, the spirit of, of the holidays is, yeah. is family, and that's what it should be. So what it's all about is, right, is, right. Is, is, at least one time a year we should all get together and just be as a family. So, and no matter what holiday you celebrate, right, Bill? I mean, we celebrate oh, yeah. Christmas, right. but even if you even if you spe- if you if you're celebrating Hanukkah. What Whatever it is, it's the same thing. People go out and spend all this money. It's almost like it doesn't matter what the holiday is; the dollar signs are the same, right? Except you get eight eight nights on uh, eight nights of Christmas with Hanukkah, right? right, right. That's a whole different movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different. That was a good movie. Yes. With, with, uh, yeah, Adam Sandler, great Adam movie. Sandler, so. yeah. Uh, listen, my friend, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate you and your time, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk again next week. Sounds good, Bill. We'll talk soon. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And thank you for listening to the Retirement Evolve podcast with certified financial fiduciary, Adam Bruno. Again, remember to hit your like, subscribe, follow, whatever button you have on your podcast player. (laughs) We'd very much appreciate it. And Bill Seller. You forgot to say I'm Bill Seller. Oh, and I'm Bill Seller. That's right. There you go. Just like we practice. Investment advisory services are offered through Evolution Wealth Management Incorporated, an investment advisor registered with the state of Florida. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training. Evolution Wealth Management's unique CRD number is 307644. You can obtain a copy of Evolution Wealth Management's firm brochure, Form ADV Part 2A, free of charge by visiting advisorinfo.sec.gov. Evolution Wealth Management offers investment advisory services only, where it is appropriately registered or exempt from registration and only after clients have entered into an investment advisory agreement 
agreement confirming the terms of engagement and have been provided a copy of the firm's ADV Part 2A. Insurance services are provided by Evolution Retirement Services. Any guarantees mentioned are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company and may be subject to restrictions, limitations, or early withdrawal fees, which vary by the issuer. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. You should consider the charges, risks, expense, and investment objectives carefully before entering a contract. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and should not be construed as a solicitation to affect or attempt to affect either transactions in securities or the rendering of personalized investment advice. This material is not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal, accounting, or other financial advice. Evolution Wealth Management and Evolution Retirement Services do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. Evolution Wealth Management and Evolution Retirement Services are affiliated entities. 